Welcome to the Word Podcast. The Lord God has given us His Word. Let us learn it. Let us live it. Let us rejoice in it. Spread the Word. Blessings, everyone. This is Dale. Thank you so much for being with me today. Uh, boy, have we got something to look at today. This is out of 1 Peter chapter 2. Uh, we've been going through Peter. If you've been with us, you know that. Uh, a couple of episodes we saw in verse 17 where he says, Honor all people, love the brotherhood, fear God, honor the king. And we covered just very briefly uh, what I think that means and how we're to live and what we're supposed to do. And then we saw in the last episode that he spoke to the servants and told them to be submissive to their masters. Okay, And the bottom line with that is, uh, so if you're being punished or if you're being treated harshly because of their sin, what credit is there? Okay, But if you do what is right and you're suffering for it and you're patiently enduring, then this finds favor with God. Now let me pick up the next verse because this uh, is one of the um, most succinct portions of Scripture that really lays out <coughs> excuse me, what the Lord Jesus Christ did for us. Uh, verse 21, 1 Peter 2. For you have been called for this purpose since Christ. Well, you say what purpose? The purpose of suffering. Since Christ also suffered for you, leaving you an example for you to follow in his steps. So in the same way that Christ suffered for us, we are to suffer when we are in situations where we are being uh, unjustly punished, when there's unjust things that are coming in, we're suffering unjustly. We are to do and have the same mind that the Lord had because he is our example. Now watch what verse 22 says. He says, leaving you an example for you to follow in his steps, verse 22, who committed no sin, nor was any deceit, found in his mouth. And so that's given a um, uh, a quote literally from the Old Testament that Jesus committed no sin. There was no deceit found in his mouth. But even though that's true, verse 23 says, and while being reviled, he did not revile in return. While suffering, he uttered no threats. And you say, well, how in the world does somebody do that? Or people will say, well, <laughs> that's the Lord Jesus Christ. He's God, so he's able to do that kind of thing. No, he's fully human. He had committed no sin. No deceit was found in his mouth. But you know what happened to him and what he endured for us. And Peter says, while being reviled, he did not revile in return. And it's also very, very, I think, uh, interesting that Peter is the one that's writing this. Okay, that Peter is the one uh, that's bringing forth this truth, that Peter's the one that the Lord saw fit to release this understanding through his spirit because we know what Peter did. Peter was very impetuous. Peter you know, whacked off the ear of the servant of the high priest with a sword. You know, and, so, uh, he, and then Peter was the one that turned around and denied the Lord Jesus Christ. But here Peter understands now. And he says, you know what? The Lord was reviled but he did not revile in return. He suffered, but while he was suffering, he uttered no threats. And again, we say, well, yeah, but that's Jesus. I can't really do it. I can't do that. And I think you're absolutely right. We cannot do that 
in and of our own volition. But we can do it if we will use Jesus as the model and the example, and if we will do what he did. Let me read verse 23 again, and I'm going to read the whole verse this time. And while being reviled, he did not revile in return. While suffering, he uttered no threats, but kept entrusting himself to him who judges righteously. He kept, Jesus kept entrusting himself to Father God. That's how we do it. That's how we walk those times of unjust suffering, is we keep entrusting ourselves to the Lord God. Now let me read the last two verses of the second chapter, and he tells us more. Verse 24. <coughs> oh, forgive me, it's the seasonal change thing going on here. Verse 24. And he himself bore our sins in his body on the cross. Speaking of the Lord Jesus Christ, what he did. He bore our sins, not his sins. He committed no sin. He bore our sins in his body on the cross so that we might die to sin and live to righteousness. For by his wounds you were healed. Boy, that's some tremendous stuff. It also opens a can of worms that we're not going to get into right now about what true healing is and what the Lord Jesus Christ did on the cross. I think that he healed our sins and he heals our bodies both. I think you see both in the scripture. But here is talking about the sins, okay? That he bore our sins so that we might die to sin and live in righteousness. We have the ability now, if we are believers, to die to sin. We no longer must sin. We no longer have to sin. People say, well, I'm a sinner saved by grace. You know, I'm just going to sin. There's nothing I can do about it. No, that's a lie straight from hell, folks. I hear people say that all the time, and they just don't know what the Scripture says. Well, then people will immediately go, well, you're saying that you can be perfect and you can be holy in every way and that you'll never, ever do anything wrong. Biblically speaking, we, if we die to sin and if we abide in the Lord, we will not sin. I can't do that in the flesh. I can't, again, do that of my own volition, okay? I have to keep entrusting myself to him. I have to die to sin and live to righteousness. When I do sin, it's not because I had to. It's not because I stumbled across something. It's because I chose to go the way of sin rather than the way of holiness and righteousness in the Lord. It's just that simple, people. It's just that simple. That when I sin, I do it simply because I made that decision and I wanted to. Yeah, I know that rattles you once you begin to realize that. So, Jesus was the one who bore our sins in his body on the cross. Why? To where we could die to the sin and live in righteousness. For by his wounds you were healed. And then the last verse of this chapter, Peter just turns this all around and directs it to those who are receiving the letter. And he says this. And directs it to us too. For you were continually straying like sheep, but now you have returned to the shepherd and guardian of your souls. He said you were just like sheep that are outside the boundaries, outside of the that just wandering and straying everywhere. But now you've returned to the great shepherd. And a name for the Lord right here that not many people know, the shepherd and guardian of your souls. Folks, that's really, really important. It is the Lord who guards us. It's the Lord who protects us. So if I'm truly saved 
and the Lord has saved me, and he's guarding me and protecting me. That's just another little hint right there that I cannot just accidentally, quote, unquote, lose my salvation. Okay, I can walk in rebellion. I can sin. And I think you can do so to such a point that God's saying, you know what, I don't want you to harm the kingdom anymore. I'm going to bring you home right now, and it'll cause you an early death. I have no doubt about that according to the Scripture. What he's telling them, though, this is what the Lord did for us. You have returned to the shepherd. You've returned to the one that's the guardian of your souls. Great promise, great hope in these verses right here. Uh, again, I'm Dale. Uh, pass the word about these podcasts, okay? Uh, if every one of us just told one person and got them joining with us, it would help tremendously, right? And so I'll see you again next time.